I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. So welcome to the Jimbo Paris Show. So, Mr. Palladino, can you begin by giving me a brief description about who you are and what you're about? Thank you for the invitation, Jimbo. My name is Tom Palladino. I'm a researcher. I work with an energy known as scalar light or scalar energy. And that's not electricity. It's a different dimension. It's not electromagnetic energy. I've devoted years to this type of research because I see the great promise in this technology, scalar energy, what some people might call zero-point energy or Tesla energy. Excellent. Now, can you kind of go into detail about your story and how you discovered scalar energy while in college and while doing research? As a youngster, I would read about the inventor, Nikola Tesla, and I was really enthralled with his work, and I realized many of his inventions were not using electricity. That Tesla discovered, to my understanding, scalar energy, and Tesla was the first one to harness, to control scalar energy. And I knew he was on to something just gigantic, of such a great benefit to mankind that I knew I had to pay attention to his work. So as a youngster, I studied Tesla, Nikola Tesla, and I knew he was able to control nature with this energy, scalar energy, what he would call radiant energy. And from that point forward, I knew that I would have to devote myself to this science if I really wanted to give to humanity, to mankind, this gift. Again, it's such an incredible technology. I'm quite surprised to this day people don't quite grasp what it can do. Now, why do you believe scalar energy is such an important thing? What is it that's so significant about it? Let's look at energy. Today we use electricity. And look at the world with electricity and compare it 200 years ago without electricity. My statement is this, Jimbo, that scalar energy will replace someday electricity, and scalar energy will be much more efficient than electricity. And this technology can do so much more that electricity cannot do, or that electricity can, can only perform in a very, say, weak fashion. So scalar energy is the new electricity, it's the new energy, it's the new technology, and most of the instrumentation in the future will be run, will be powered by scalar energy. It's far and above anything we've ever seen before. It will be a new era for mankind. Who was the biggest, most inspirational figure in your life when pursuing this adventure in learning about scalar energy? I would say, again, as a youngster, God gave me that impetus, and I studied Tesla. And then later in my life, I was able to meet the widow of an inventor, the inventor, the American known as Galen Hieronymus. uh, He was a scalar energy researcher. I never met him, but I met his wife. And I would say in my 30s, this inventor and his wife's work, the Hieronymus family, was so instrumental in my work that I knew that from that point forward that this was God's calling for me. So it was Tesla by theory and then Hieronymus in practice that I was able to study these two incredible scientists and really mold my career, really fashion my scientific career after these two luminaries. Excellent. How did you balance both of these two spectrums, the scientific world versus the academic world? How how were you able to create some sort of equilibrium? That's a good point. That's a great question. I would highly recommend to everybody to get a good 
education. A foundation is is necessary. And I, I was at the collegiate level for a good 16, 17 years. And I, I, if you will, set the tone for my independent research. So after 16 or 17 years at the collegiate level, at the academic level, then and only then was I able to move on to a uh, self-appointed career with groundbreaking research. So the key really is is to have that foundation, that scholastic foundation. I think I do. I, I attribute that to a lot of hard work and the professors that that were there to to guide me. But later in life, you have then you have to make a decision. Are you either going to follow academia, which is fine, or are you going to set a new course of action? Well, mine is a new course of action. This is all groundbreaking research. And if it's groundbreaking research, you have to be able and willing to do this alone. Nobody is helping me. I am the only scalar energy researcher. So it's a it's a very rewarding career, but it, you have to be of the mindset that you're going to be alone, at least for the initial stages of, of your groundbreaking research. And that's the way it's been for the past 20 years. I'm alone. Why do you think you were put into this situation where you're alone and the only one really working with scalar energy? I don't know. To me, it's such a mystery. If this offers such great benefit to mankind, I would think that there would be so many other scalar energy researchers. What I've been able to achieve as one person, as one man, is incredible. And I've always said if there are 10,000 researchers that had embraced scalar energy and would advance this science, we would really have come so much further. But that's just not the case. So I don't know. It's an excellent question, something that I ponder frequently. I would hope that uh, others would see the merit of this. I'm going to be quite blunt by saying, on account of the fact that this is a new and emerging science, there's no money to be made in it. There's no money. You, you can't support yourself. You can't, you can't pay for your mortgage. You can't pay your grocery bill. So many people have to follow that, that route where they need a job. They, they need to sustain themselves. I, for years, I've, I've never been able to make a penny at this. And, and I still don't make a penny at this. So I do it for the love of God, the love of people. I want to see mankind advance, but um, it, it's been quite challenging, to say the least. Now, please go into detail more about your journey throughout learning the powers and the influence that scalar energy has on people. Did you see any analyses? Did you research? What really clicked and gave you that? I was so fortunate when I met the Hieronymus family back in 1993, um, the inventor who was, again, deceased at that time. Nonetheless, there were functioning instruments in his laboratory, and I began to experiment with his instruments. So I did not have to create this from ground zero, so to speak. And by inheriting the inventor's notes and his instruments, I was able to make great advance in my career. So I have to give credit to, again, Tessa and Hieronymus for the work that they've accomplished. Anyway, the long story short, back in 1993, I saw just the profundity, the scope of these instruments. And I said to myself, this is just incredible. And I knew from that moment forward that I would be working with this man's instrument, the Hieronymus instrument, and that I would uh, eventually have to take up where he left off. And again, he was deceased by that time. And I'm happy that I've done it. But again, it was a watershed event for me back in 1993 when I when I saw these instruments in operation. I was I was thunderstruck. It was just incredible what he had achieved. But so few people can grasp it. Scale energy is invisible. 
unless you can abstract those concepts, it's invisible. It's hard for people to understand what invisible energy can do. Now, why do you think a customer would be interested in working with scalar energy and a scalar energy expert like yourself? When we work with people around the world, we work with them by way of their photograph. We never... We never work with people in person because a scalar energy instrument is designed to work with photographs of people. And many people will, will send their photograph to us that we have offer a 15-day free session, a free trial. And many people say that by this quantum work through their photograph that they feel better. Now, I have to rely upon people and upon their uh, the results to, in order to determine if this is a benefit to them. Because again, it's a new science. This is a new and emerging science. And we work exclusively by way of photographs of people and animals. And if you put that together, I would say that uh, many people have seen the benefit. Um, many people report that they feel better. And I agree with their testimonies. I allow them to tell me the, the good and the bad, the favorable and the unfavorable. And this is the body of evidence that we are now accumulating from people around the world. Again, it's a new science. It's never been done before. So this is all cutting edge. And I have to be open to everybody's response, the good, the favorable, and, and the not so favorable. Who do you think is your ideal client to work with when it comes to your business? I just want people to be open-minded. Just give it a try. That's why we always offer 15 days of free sessions. Give it a try. And the only way you can prove it, is the proof is in the pudding, is if people feel better. Now, a lot of people accept what I have to say at face value, and they submit, they will email a photograph to us. And then the rest is up to their, their experience. How do they respond? And that's, that's entirely subjective, but I, I do respect their opinion. Quite interesting. Why do you think this is different from the law of attraction? Because it sounds very similar. Can you kind of elaborate on how they're two different things? Uh, maybe it is. We'd have to define the law of attraction. From what I understand is if you think of a concept and you really want to pray and meditate upon that concept, that concept is is actualized, it is visualized. What what you visualize will indeed someday come come to pass in the physical manifestation. And maybe that's what we're doing. Because I've always said what I'm working with is is divine energy, is an informational system. And maybe that information, maybe that thought pattern goes out there and eventually it does become a physical reality. And with that in mind, maybe this is indeed the uh, analog to the law of attraction. Perhaps this is the scientific analog to the law of attraction. And why do you think the scalar energy can make a big transformation to the world? I would say everything that we've accomplished with electricity, we can accomplish now with scalar energy at a significantly uh, reduced price. The, the expense will be significantly reduced. It's essentially, it's free energy. It's from the sun and the stars. Many people say, well, how would you build a power plant? You don't have to build a power plant. The sun and the stars are the power plant. You simply have to capture star energy, which is... It's, it's universal. It's ubiquitous. So it's free energy. And in practice, an application is relatively inexpensive energy. We will no longer have an energy crisis. The implications are global implications. There is no pollution with scalar energy. And I would say that scalar energy is, is a masterful tool where I would say electricity has its limitations. I would say scalar energy is 
as an energy has unlimited potential. So if you really wanted to control and mandate nature, you would control it and mandate it by way of scalar energy, not by way of electricity. What do you think is the most significant success story you've had concerning scalar energy? Because I definitely know there's some people that are very curious about this. So if you could please provide us any details. Right. When I'm working in my laboratory, I am able, by working with a person's photograph, I'm able to locate and identify pathogens, viruses and bacteria on that photograph. And I'm able to send energy into that informational field. And I'm able to break apart, disassemble, eradicate, cure, call it what you will, those germs, those viruses and bacteria. Now, I can prove that in the scalar realm with a photograph because the photograph has a scalar energy force field attached to it. And lo and behold, many of the people that I work with tell me that, Tom, whatever you did, I no longer have herpes or I no longer have the HIV virus. So there has to be some type of connection between my work with photographs and how people are feeling and the results that people are getting. Now, that that could only be proven or disproven by way of scalar energy because I'm working exclusively with scalar energy. So the proof of my work will have to be proven by way of that narrow focus of the scalar energy paradigm, as opposed to looking at results that we see in the world today that's interpreted by way of electromagnetic theory. What am I getting at? The apple cannot prove the orange. So if my work is ever going to be proven, it's the apple, and I have to prove it or disprove it through scalar energy. But people tell me that they do indeed feel better with these scalar energy sessions with their photograph. Again, that's a new science, and the terms and our understanding is new, and it's it's a fluid science in that regard. Why do you think scalar energy is so flexible in the sense that it delves into the scientific world, but also delves into the spiritual world? This is a very difficult concept, I assume, that a lot of people are trying to wrap around. Can you kind of go into detail about how you could sort of simplify this view for other scientists or regular? That's an excellent question. So this is indeed a scientific principle, but it also calls to mind our religious principles and religious thinking. What am I getting at? Well, a scientific instrument that I have that's able to control scalar energy, what is scalar energy? It's massless. There's no mass. It's non-physical. And it carries instructions. Well, there's an analog to that. That's prayer or intuition or thought. Our prayers, our thoughts are non-physical, but they transcend time and space. and They carry information. So in many ways, I think I have an instrument of, um, of divine thought. Or, or divine prayer, because everything I'm doing is by way of information. There is no physical reality in a scalar energy dimension. Everything is informational. Everything is thought, prayer, intuition, call it, call it what you will, the afflatus of God. So we might see a marriage here between science and, and religion, and that bridge might be scalar energy that shows that a scientific instrument working with a scientific principle such as scalar energy has an analog to the spiritual world, which is prayer, meditation, thought. Very good. And at what point in history, this is this is more of an arbitrary question, but at what point in history do you think scalar energy took place? Like, can you sort of name a point where in history where anyone discovered scalar energy and applied it? Yeah. Yeah. They could give clues to who else used it? 
you know, many people have said it's chi or prana. Uh, some some cultures have people have healing hands, and they've always attributed healing to healing hands. I frankly think healing hands are scalar energy hands. So this goes back millennia. Okay, this uh, pe- people have always mused about these ideas that there is indeed an all pervasive energy in the universe. But the first scientist to ever develop an instrument to control it is Nikola Tessa. So give Tessa credit. He's the pioneer. He's the only, he's the first scientist who controlled scalar energy. And he's one of the few scientists today that I could still say developed bonafide scalar energy instruments. There's very few inventors out there that have been able to control this energy. Very good. What else do you think happens with this scalar energy? For example... You use an instrument. Can you kind of elaborate what this instrument is and what it's about? Sure. Much of it is, if you will, a a second generation of the work of Galen Hieronymus, my predecessor. I'm able to convert uh, into a scalar wave with this instrument. It has a vacuum tube. That vacuum tube creates a scalar energy wave. And then I'm able to push that wave through uh, Tesla coils and the Tesla coils magnify or, or broadcast that scalar wave. So it is a custom-built instrument. It's In many ways, it's modeled after the work of Galen Hieronymus, my predecessor. And the key element is this. The, the result is there's no electricity. This is 100% scalar energy. So I'm working in a different dimension. I'm not working in the electromagnetic dimension. And when you're working in a scalar energy dimension, it's a different physics. It's not Newtonian physics. It's a different dimension. It's a different reality. And hence, there are different laws and different principles that, that undergird scalar energy as, as opposed to in contrary to that of electricity and magnetism. So I want to make this very clear. Working with these scalar energy instruments, I work in a different reality. I work in a different dimension, no longer in the electromagnetic dimension. Excellent. Please provide me some of your best success stories you've experienced with your clients. Over the past two years, we've worked with an HIV AIDS clinic in India, Delhi, India. And everybody that I've worked with by way of a photograph now, everybody that I've worked with is reporting that they no longer have any sign of HIV, any sign. Now, I've never been to Delhi, India. People simply will email me a photograph, and I'm working again with people around the world by way of their emailed photograph. So this is very, uh, if you will, encouraging. It's, it's a sign that something is happening by way of this transmission of energy. And it's only a matter of time before we are able to see the cause and effect relationship that is from my laboratory to somebody at a distant land, say in India, and how this is improving their health. It has been quite encouraging, the results that we have from that HIV clinic. And can you kind of run through the process of how you actually channel your instruments? Because you say some people like to use their hands. Some people do other things like Tai Chi, maybe to channel the Chi. What what do you do to channel your scalar energy? I always pray. Prior to any session of scalar energy session, I'm always praying. And I'm praying during the course of that session. So I think that augments this session. But I will say that this instrument which I considered, frankly, to be the modern-day equivalent of the Ark of the Covenant. This instrument can detect a person's force field and send energy, scalar energy, to their force field. Now, keep in mind, everything I'm doing is non-physical. So it's it's a force field that I can find, that I can identify by way of this instrument. So I've tapped into the 
the universal force field, the universal informational field. And that's very promising to be able to tap into the what some people call the, the mind of God, or some people might call that the Akashic record. That's what I'm tapping into, this infinite informational force field. And once you're in that informational force field, there's no limit. It's an unlimited reach that you have. And what do you think would be a situation where scalar energy may not work at times? You know, it, this energy pervades space and time. It it's, transcends space and time. And it cannot be impeded. It will always work. But I would say a person's free will either augment the effect of this energy or diminish it in some to some extent. So what I've observed, this energy is everywhere. It's it's omnipresent. It's the omnipresence of God. But people have the free will to either accept this or to reject it. And what do you think is the main thing that you would need to properly channel the scalar energy? Would it be free will once again? Yes. I think people do that every day by prayer, by by way of meditation. I've always taught people that, you know, don't be in in any way uh, turned off by the fact that I have an instrument and you don't. Frankly, everybody can pray. Everybody has a mind and everybody has a heart and everybody can transmit and broadcast scalar energy. And you're doing that on a daily basis. So if anything, that would encourage people to pray and, and to meditate and to have positive thoughts. Now, how did you make that transition from a scientist to a businessman? Please elaborate yeah. on that. That's not easy. I prefer not to be a businessman. The only way I can fund this organization is by um, offering our services on the Internet. It's, it, it was never my intention, but I knew that realistically, in order for me to get this up and running, I, I would have to have some type of a following, and I'd have to have some type of a financing. And that's where I'm at right now. So it's never been my design, though, to answer your question. What do you think is next for scalar energy? Acceptance. Acceptance. People have to embrace this. It's a new technology. I've always said that scalar energy, on account of the fact that it is fundamental energy, and it can be used in so many applications, I've always said that the scalar technology boom will supersede that of the computer boom or will supersede that of the iPhone boom, so to speak. So scalar energy will be a technology that will be embraced someday and it will be considered to be the, probably the preeminent technology in the world, uh, superseding that of the computer. So why do you think scalar energy could even supersede a computer? A computer is not fundamental. Scalar energy is fundamental. So in the future, imagine if our computers are scalar energy computers. The memory of scalar energy is infinite. You see, you're tapping into an informational cloud that's infinite. So if we look at our computer hardware, there's limits to our memory. There's limits to the speed of a computer. If you had a scalar energy computer, the cloud, so to speak, is the universe. So the memory is infinite. The speed is instantaneous. So a scalar energy computer will far exceed that of an electromagnetic computer, the greatest computer you could ever imagine. Greatest computer you could ever imagine. And what else do you think scalar energy can do that may be unapparent or unrealized? Uh, One of my goals in the future is to take scalar energy and to power the world. I believe scalar energy could deliver uh, power to 
power a machine or, or to illuminate a home or a factory. I believe scalar energy will be used in, in an application to offset gravity. I believe we will have scalar energy anti-gravity instruments in the future. So scalar energy will be the tool for energy in the future. It will be the preferred method of transportation, anti-gravity transportation. And eventually, scalar energy will be used to, to educate people. I believe scalar energy as, as an information system will be able in the future to educate people, to download information, to download knowledge directly into their mind by way of a scalar energy instrument. So you will not have to read or experience or study. It'll simply be a download of scalar energy information into your mind, much like you would download information into a computer. And that download, call it infused wisdom, is going to be within our reach in the near future. What other things do you think people need to know about scalar energy? It's the mind of God. From what I've discovered, this energy is everywhere. Nothing can impede it, so it's omnipresent. There is no time delay, meaning what? Meaning scalar energy pervades the universe, and hence the universe is really one point, or it's really one, one holographic universe, if you will. And when you put all of that together, then there's no limitation. You overcome the limitation of time and space. And if you can overcome the limitation of time and space, you have the ultimate tool. And why do you think scalar energy is just so unseen at the moment? It takes a lot of study and a lot of prayer. And I've studied a great deal and I've prayed a great deal on this. And, and you have to, in many ways, teach yourself or ask God to give you that wisdom, that insight. And I'll also be very blunt about this. There's very few uh, knowledgeable researchers out there. Very few, what I would consider a quality manuscripts or, or quality monographs that you could study. You're going to have to study Tessa and Hieronymus. Sadly, there's a lot of misinformation right now. So it's poorly understood. There is a dearth of literature, a dearth of what I would consider valid literature. And with that in mind, you really have to be uh, gifted by the Holy Spirit to grasp this right now. And to grasp, you mean specifically to channel it into other people, not precisely use it. Correct. If this really is, is the analog of prayer, and I think it is, in order for you to pray and to pray effectively, you really have to, to have that, that connection with God, that God. Right? You know, it is a divine energy. It's a divine action. And if you're going to be able to access that divine action, you have to be in alignment with God. Why do you think scalar energy is so... Do you think scalar energy could ever have a specific effect on an individual through you? Like, what do you think are the specific things scalar energy can do for people? If I was a client and I was looking at this, yes. I was, what can your business, what can your service specifically mm -hmm. provide for me? What would you I would say um, try our 15-day free trial and, and you experience it for yourself. And, and some of the favorable results are people say that their brainwaves or their chakras are rebalanced or, if you will, reprogrammed. Does that happen for everybody? I think so to some extent. Some feel it more than others. So what is my point? It really is subjective. I cannot give you a blanket answer to that statement but to that question but it's a good question so 
In general, people say that their their seven chakras and their brain waves are balanced. In general, people say that they see that germs are eradicated or toxins are eradicated. In general, people say that they have a surge of energy or that they feel better. Some people say that our nutrient program has served to uh, give them a greater uh, sense of uh, vibrancy, that their uh, movement, that their physical movement and their joint movement has been enhanced by the nutrient program. So we allow people to explain it in their words. A testimony means so much to us. And that's really the most important uh, aspect of our work. What is the upshot? What is the upshot? How do people feel? What are the results? And we allow people to, if you will, elicit those results as they see fit, which they should. When do you think a client will know when the results have come? Well, as a standard uh, free 15-day trial, usually after the free 15 days of sessions, people feel better. And that's why we extend it for two weeks, not for a few days. So we, we work with people for 15 days. After 15 days, the greater majority of people say that they've seen some shift, some improvement in their health. Can you ever sense certain flaws, like perhaps a lack of belief, a lack of this or that along the journey? Do you ever find people that may be blocking out the works of your machine? Um, yes. I would say we have the entire spectrum. Some embrace it immediately. Some are inquisitive and others would simply just say, no, this is impossible. So I work with people from, from all backgrounds and I respect their scientific ideas or their philosophical ideas. And all I can do is present my work as a researcher. And then people have to see if this applies to them when I work with them by way of their photograph. And, and I have to be very open-minded about this because it's a new science and everybody's learning. I, I myself am learning. So I'm always open to suggestions and uh, I want to work with people around the world. That's, that's what I endeavor to do. But it's a learning process. And I, by no means do I think I have all the answers. So I really encourage a grassroots movement. And that's the whole point of my work. It's a grassroots movement. Can you please elaborate on what that means specifically? Some people may not know what this. Yeah. Well, in our case, a grassroots movement is people, not necessarily government or, or academia or business. It's people, people. Right. right. So it, it's um, individuals or families that join our movement that believe in what we're doing, and then they will essentially uh, promote this or promulgate this to other people and families. Now, for the record, no government has approached me, no business, no trust, no, no university has approached me. So it's a people movement, individuals, people. And that's fine. You know, maybe that's, that's God's will. And, and maybe that's the way that it's really going to permeate throughout society, that I don't have to depend upon one group, or I don't have to go through that channel of a small group of corporations or, or governments. If it's a grassroots movement of people around the world, I think it will disseminate just quite quite well in that fashion. It's quite funny because I feel like some of your clients that are probably the most, you know, easily led on or easily felt or easily affected by scalar energy are the ones that aren't so much into academia as the other one. Because I think there's a lot of times people that go through these stages where you're in academia and it could almost block you in a spiritual way. Mm. And you need to find that balance. Perhaps some people see it that way. Yeah. You really have to balance the two worlds. You know, there there is a uh, 
contemplative world and there is an active world. And both are have to be in balance and you both have to you have to acknowledge both worlds. So can we balance the contemplative and the active world? I try to. I think I do a pretty good job of it. And I'm sure many people in the audience do that. No, I, I have high regard for academia, by all means. I have to encourage people to still be open-minded. This is a new science. It's not, it's not taught in academia today. It eventually will be. And, you know, those of you who are listening and you're in academia, you know, wonderful. Continue on with your pursuit. You're not going to find this. Uh, you're not going to find a, 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 a plethora of information in academia about this. This is groundbreaking. So if you are of that ilk, then you might want to consider uh, taking a look at scalar energy. It's a new and upcoming science. So when you look at scalar energy, why do you think, when, when do you think it will become a lot more profitable for you? Because you have a business, obviously there, there is a way you make money. So how kind of go into detail about that as well? Sure. I think with awareness around the world that, that eventually you will see some type of business model develop. And I might not be around in the next 20 or 30 years when that business model develops. So if you look at any technology today, what sustains it? Oh, a few considerations. People have to embrace it. They have to see the merit. There has to be an industry around it. People have to see some type of gainful employment from it. And it has to be a technology that will replace the previous technology. For instance, you don't see many people today in a horse and buggy. 200 years ago, you would see people in a horse and buggy. What has convinced people to abandon their horse and buggy and use cars, airplanes, motorcycles? The preferred method of transportation. Okay, so what is my point? With scalar energy, you're going to have to see people eventually abandon their existing lifestyle in preference for scalar energy. Will that happen overnight? No, it's going to take some time. People will have to see the merit. If you present to people an alternative, and this is going to be the alternative energy, then you're going to have to convince people that this alternative is of merit. And if, if so, then the electromagnetic military industrial complex will go the way of the horse and buggy. Until people are convinced of that, people are going to continue to use the, the electromagnetic grid. So how do you convince people specifically? Do you, have you ever converted non-believers into believers, or do you just drop those people and focus only on the ones that come yeah. in already? Only after the 15-day trial, and I allow them to convince themselves. Uh, and that's the type of conversion, if you will. People have to convince themselves. And this is why everybody is entitled to 15 days of free scalar energy sessions. That's so important. You, you have to experience these sessions free of charge without any duress, and then you really have to make that decision, is this of merit? Is this something that I think that others can benefit from? And if so, then you'll mention it to a family or friends. If you don't see any merit to it, then you just move on. Very good. When you say move on, you're the only guy in your industry, right? Mm -hmm. No one else is out there. You don't have to worry about anyone else. Do you think that could be an advantage or a disadvantage? Because right now how I see it, you're a big fish, in a very, very small pond. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely I don't know anybody in the world with this type of instrumentation, this ability, or or if they do exist, then they're quiet about it. I, I've never I've never heard of them uh, 
on any internet search. So to answer your question, it's not flourishing the way I would like it to. So I think many people are going to have to get involved. There's only so much I can do. I'm one man. I'm one individual. But, you know, for for the matter of this conversation, these are custom-built instruments. I don't know of anybody in the world that is is working with scalar energy instruments, not to my knowledge. And uh, I don't know of anybody, hence, who's had my success. Now, if they do have success, well, it's hidden. You know, I don't know of them. And how do you see success when it comes to your business and scalar energy? Improving the lifestyle of people. If I, if my business is predicated upon quantum healing, and again, quantum healing cannot be defined by Western medicine or Western science. <clears throat> if we see that we're improving the health of people and animals by quantum healing, that's the key. The proof is in the pudding. And the pudding is, are we improving the lifestyle of people and animals? And if so, it's a success. And the only way we can judge that is by the response of people and, and what they say about their pets. And how many times do you think you've had to push this idea of scalar energy to see the impact as you have now? Because let's not forget, you've already made a big change in scalar energy. I know about it, you know, so probably other people know about it too. How did you move it that far? It's been a lot of hard work. We are blessed by God. On, and we have, a, we have a company now of a lot, many dedicated people. And uh, we have a lot of followers around the world. So that's the grassroots movement that I speak of. And you know, the proof is in the pudding once again. If people see the benefit, then they tell their friends, they tell their relatives. And that's where we're at right now. We're starting to see a geometric growth around the world because it works. Quantum healing works. And whatever definition you give to quantum healing or whatever the response and whatever the favorable results if, if you see good results, you're going to tell your neighbor, you're going to tell your coworker, And that's what we're seeing right now. What type of things do people come to you concerning the use of scalar energy? Is it more about money? Is it more about personal? Is it more about spiritual? What do you think are the common things that you're asked to do? Yeah, most people come to me for, for spiritual reasons, for spiritual health and physical health. Um, very few people um, come to me looking for uh, advice about money because I, I don't, I can't give them advice about money. And many people will approach us because they're simply interested in this new science. They've they've read about this in the past, and they're happy to see that somebody like myself has possesses scalar energy instruments. I am, if you will, quite unique in the world. I don't know of any other scientific group that's working per se with scalar energy instruments. At least I have not seen that myself. Now, when you're continuing to grow your business through scalar energy, how do you want to impact other businesses? Do you think you would ever want to teach other people what you do or so forth? Yeah, that's one of my goals, yes. One of my goals is to be able to teach the world. And I, I envision in the future if you will, a university or some type of central location where we can share ideas and we can uh, present our work. But right now, there's only one scalar energy researcher that has a scalar energy instrument. So I'm the only one with that experience. And I would encourage other scientists to develop scalar energy instruments to develop their own protocol. And then we can compare notes, if you will. It, it does no good for me just to... to uh, to speak about my work, and I'm the only one who can present this work. You know, for instance, 
if only one person in the world ever played golf, then only one person in the world can tell you their experience of playing golf, right? It's kind of obvious. So we need more than one scalar energy researcher with a scalar energy research background and in, in instruments that control scalar energy. You, I need others to share their experiences with the world. I cannot be the only scalar energy researcher. Do you think this was your calling or was this something you just pursued on your own? No, this is definitely my calling. Over the years, I've received messages from Jesus and Mary and uh, you know, with their guidance, that, that was the key. You know, I could not have done this without the, uh, the messages and the, and the inspiration from Jesus and Mary. Excellent. And how would you take scalar energy now to the next level where it's no longer instruments, but it's applied to technology in a sense. I'm trying to do that with, with other variants of these instruments, but I need really people power. I need people to accept this. So in, until I see that people are able to accept this, I, I could have the greatest inventions in the world, but if they're not applied or if they're not embraced by mankind, then it's then it's just a hobby on my part. So I presume over the next five years, we will see a greater awareness of scalar energy. And I hope within the next five years, the world will, will see the merit of what I'm doing. We will see other researchers come on board. And we will see, if you will, a, a growing global movement in which people will then demand this technology. Right now, we're not. there's no demand. So if you don't demand this technology, if, if it's unknown, what are you going to do? Now, I can't fault anybody. It's it's not in demand because it's unknown. And to end this off, are there any final words that you would like to say to the audience? Anything interesting? Maybe your website, what you do, your books, anything of that nature. Everybody has a scalar energy mind and a scalar energy heart. And your mind and your heart far exceed my scalar energy instruments. My instruments are scientific uh, instruments, your mind and your heart are from God. So follow your mind, follow your heart. Your ability far exceeds my ability as a scientist. Uh, my website is scalarlight.com. Visit the website. Anybody in the world can sign up. Email us your photographs for 15 days of free sessions. Anybody in the world. Thank you again, Mr. Paladino. Hey, thank you. Great. So, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show. 